Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey listeners, it's Phil Mackey. We're talking Minnesota sports five days a week on Mackey and Jeb with Rami. Available on Apple, Spotify, the Score North app, or anywhere else you find podcasts. If you're tight on time today and you can only listen to one segment from today's show, here it is. All right, thank you, Jonathan Harrison. Mackey and Jeb with Rami. As Jonathan said on the Score North app, free to download, Rami. I don't know if you knew that. Uh, so, yeah, someone keeps mentioning that. That's yeah, crazy. For like, now. ad nauseum. Right. Like, there's just some dude who will not shut up about how free that thing is. Yeah. Thank God no one complains about that I guy over promoting things. I know. But, uh, yeah. So, uh, tomorrow, 1 o'clock to 3.30, Judd and I, two and a half hour pregame show, and then taking your calls right after the game is over. Late into the night. Let's get some perspective from the West Coast. Joe Fortenbaugh, morning show host on 95.7 The Game in San Francisco. and He's also a regular contributor on a show we have up almost every day in the studio here on our TCL TVs, ESPN's Daily Wager. Joe, thank you for coming on the show here. Yeah, it's my pleasure, Judd. It's great to speak with you, Phil. Whatever. <laughs> Joe, I feel the same exact way about you and Phil. <laughs> Robbie here's a good guy, but I'm with you. Great to talk to you, too. You. Thanks a lot for having me on, boys. I appreciate it. Phil's a good dude. I love Boston his chops. I'm, uh, I, did, I think you guys are probably in the same boat as me. We've been talking about this game all week. It's outstanding that we have finally reached the point where we're inside 24 hours. We wake up tomorrow. We got to kill off a few hours. We maybe have a few beers. And then we move into game time. No matter how it plays out, it's great that both of our teams here are in the postseason and playing in the divisional round. It's going to be it's going to be amazing. First game out of the gate tomorrow, and I can tell you from just for myself personally, for three and a half decades watching uh, lead up to Vikings playoff games, Judd goes back even further than that. There's a lot of angst and and gnashing of teeth and hand wringing every time the Vikings have a playoff game because the only thing we know. In this town for a half century is the Vikings having the rug ripped from underneath their feet. The Vikings are always wild e coyote in this cartoon. Um, so we're all sort of we're all sort of cautious going into playoff games. What's the vibe from the 49ers fan base perspective when you have you know just a rack room of trophies and like do 49ers fans even sweat games like this? Oh boy, you got to understand the perspective out here right now. Now, first and foremost, there's a lot of excitement, and there's a lot of excitement, and, and it's for very good reason. This has been a very bad franchise for a few years now. Um, they had something special. They they were on something special with Jim Harbaugh, three straight trips to the NFC Championship game, and then between Harbaugh and the owner Jed York and the general manager Trent Baalke, they couldn't get along. The whole thing collapsed, and after that was a series 
of disgraces. I think they were like something like 17 and 47 up until this season. You had the Jim Tom Sula one and done disaster, the Chip Kelly one and done disaster, and then in come Kyle Shanahan and John Lynch. Trent Baalke's finally replaced. You have your dynamic duo. You give them matching six-year contracts, and then you hope they can turn this thing around. And throughout the process, the first two years, there have been injuries. There have been setbacks. There have been missed picks, bad trades, bad signings. But there's also been some good stuff. But the reality is the fan base has been very hesitant. And this comes at a time when you opened a new stadium in 2014, which for those great people in the Midwest who don't understand what's going on out here, the stadium is not in San Francisco. Um, Candlestick Park used to be right there. It was in Hunter's Point. It was right near downtown. It was, it was, I don't know, I could ride my bike down the street and get to it in probably 10 to 15 minutes. But now Jed York moved the, moved the stadium all the way down to Santa Clara. That's 45 minutes to an hour depending on traffic. That is not San Francisco. That is Silicon Valley. And they put that team there to take advantage of the Silicon money, which from a business perspective is smart, but it alienated and offended the fan base. So there's been a lot of hostility towards ownership for a while, and then here comes this season. Garoppolo gets healthy. A lot of people looking at him with a weary eye. And between what he's done and what the team has done this season, there's a ton of excitement. So make no mistakes about it. People are fired up just to finally be back to a point where they're respectable, where they're not the laughing stock, where they're not embarrassing. What was the reception like for Jimmy Garoppolo when first acquired by the Niners, and how much has that moved, whether backwards or forwards, in the time that he's been there? It's moved a lot, and it's been Sports Talk Radio gold, as you guys would know, because the quarterback's always going to be a big topic. And when it's a guy like Garoppolo who brings the men and the women together, you know what I'm talking about there, (laughs) um, it's, it's always a good A1 story. When he came in, people were... Everyone was trying to figure out what the heck was going to happen at quarterback. Again, it was very, it was a very unique situation. You had Kaepernick here, but you had the anthem situation. You had Blaine Gabbert. You had the Kaepernick injuries. No one was, was sure what was going on. Brian Hoyer, C.J. Beathard, and no one was clear. You just figured the quarterback of the future was either going to come through the draft or it was going to be Kirk Cousins. I mean, that was a huge story based on Cousins' contract situation and his ties to Kyle Shanahan from the time in Washington. And then out of absolutely nowhere, Jimmy Garoppolo shows up for a second-round pick, and then we get the Seth Wickersham story from ESPN um, a few weeks later about the fallout and why that happened and what was going on with Brady and Belichick. So this guy comes in, and instantly a lot of people are trying to figure out who is he. You know, we don't know anything about him, so you got to educate everyone. And I remember being asked from the beginning, you know, what do you think of the guy? And it's, I can't tell you much. I didn't watch him at Eastern Illinois. He's only played a handful of games for the Patriots. But I'll tell you this, if Bill Belichick liked him, that's good enough for me. I mean, if the greatest head coach to ever do it thought this guy was the heir apparent to Tom Brady, I'm willing to give it a chance. And in the first year, people were cautious because if you guys remember week one at Minnesota, the Vikings hammered him and the Niners. The defense was suffocating in that game. And then uh, the Niners came home. They barely squeaked one out against Detroit. It was controversial. Garoppolo had a couple bad plays. And then they went to Kansas City and he got hurt. And a lot of people thought it was a waste of money that they had signed him. But now everything obviously has gotten to a point where people realize he is the franchise and they're in good hands. Attractive man, too, Joe. Attractive man. 
Oh, yeah. God, we all wish we were him. Come on now. Oh, have, exactly. you, have you been in a room with him? Have you seen him in person? Well, you're does asking it, him. Does Rami, it, does ask, it, ask what you think. Have you seen him naked, Jeremy? <laughs> he he's not looking down. No, I'm just... The face. I'm only talking about the face. Does it hold uh-huh. up in person? Is yeah. he that handsome now a man? Now the face. Yeah. Look, he is. He he lights up the room. I remember uh, years ago when when USC throttled Oklahoma in the Orange Bowl way back. I want to say it was like oh five. Uh, it was a national championship game. It was, at, it was in Miami. I was at that game, and I was in the club level at one point. I don't know how I snuck into it, but Brad Pitt was there, and I saw Brad Pitt, and I remember thinking, "My God!" Like you can tell this dude is something the way he like just controls the room, like. I'm a married heterosexual man, but you see Brad Pitt and you're like, my God, I, this, he and I are not the same thing. We are not. <laughs> like there is, there is no way. I'm in that classification, but some scientists got that wrong. Similar situation with Garoppolo. I mean, you see the guy, he's t- it's like, why do you get the tan, the athleticism, and the smile? Like, why do you get all that? Like, mm-hmm. you can, like Peyton Manning, you can be a great quarterback, but you got to look a little goofy. Like, you got to have one knock. Andrew Luck. Like, guys like Garoppolo and Brady. Goofy looking Luck. guy, yeah, yeah. Andrew Luck. Andrew Luck, goofy. Yeah, Andrew Luck. Yeah, you can be the athlete, you can be the star, you can make all the money, you can be smart and likable, but you can't also be handsome. Like, you can't have all of it. So, yeah, Garoppolo, and the thing is, all the girls love Garoppolo, too. Every time he comes on TV, it's like the one time no one's going to blame you for watching football is when they're doing those introductions, and it's like, Jimmy Garoppolo, Eastern Illinois, and suddenly my wife is now into the game. Hmm, I wonder why. <laughs> uh, Joe, conspiracy yeah. conspiracy th- theory that goes to the Belichick decision to trade Jimmy uh, to San Fran. And I've said this for a few months now, and I have no idea if it's correct or not, but Belichick is such a vindictive SOB that my theory was I love this theory. that Belichick Belichick thought to himself, Brady's gonna going to want to try to play past his time here. I don't want him here until uh, he is, let's say, forty five. If I give Garoppolo basically in a really good deal to to San Fran, that's going to tie up the Niners' starting quarterback spot, thereby cutting Brady off from going back to the one team that he grew up loving and probably would have been desperate to play for, that this was all an elaborate Belichick plan to screw Brady and to make sure that he could never wear the same jersey that Joe Montana wore. What do you think of that conspiracy theory? I'm a sucker. I'm a sucker for a good conspiracy theory. I really enjoy that. I really enjoy that. There are a couple things that it's we got to take a couple leaps towards the end of that. Um, number one would be by the time Brady, what would be the timeline that Brady would finally walk away where he would join the Niners? Because they would have eventually needed to get a quarterback in place, which could have been Cousins. So I wonder if that would have worked out. The other part of it that I like, um, or that 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 kind of hurts the theory is that because Belichick had such immense respect for Mike Shanahan, Kyle's father, that's why he called San Francisco first. He wanted to get him out of the conference, and he did a favor for a former friend, or I should say a current friend, former head coach. But, but I don't know that for sure, so don't allow that to destroy the conspiracy theory. Very much enjoy the conspiracy theory, and you're right, it does keep him out. I mean, that Bob Kraft sided with Tom Brady in that scenario, and now look where they are. Garoppolo is still playing. Brady's out. They're not sure what's going to happen in New England, but Brady's not going to get better. All season long, every mistake on offense was pinned on somebody else. 
the receivers aren't good enough, the line isn't good enough. Brady wasn't very good. You know, everyone blames Edelman on that second and six for dropping the ball, which they should blame him. He needed to catch that. But on the next third down, Brady threw a bad pass. He had a receiver. They could have made the play. He threw a bad pass because he felt pressure. So he's earned that. He's earned the right for everyone to blame the guys around him rather than him. But I do like the conspiracy theory because Belichick had it set up. He drafted the guy. Garoppolo showing he could have been the guy. And Kraft decided to side with Brady. I can't say I fault him, but now you're going to pay the price for that. Yeah. Uh, Joe Fortenbaugh is our guest here on Mackie and Judd with Rami from 95.7 The Game in San Francisco, also from ESPN's Daily Wager. What do you, Joe, think about the Minnesota Vikings? What do you think about Mike Zimmer? What do you think about Kirk Cousins? I like them. It's a well-run football team. It's exactly what you would expect a playoff team to look like. They're well-coached, they play defense, and they can run the football. right? Like I give Houston no chance in Kansas City this weekend, yeah. and I grew up in the Philadelphia area rooting for the Eagles, loving Andy Reid, but I know Andy Reid can, can come up with big meltdowns in big spots. But I still don't give Houston a chance. They don't play defense. They don't run the ball particularly well. They have a head coach who makes a lot of bad decisions. I don't give them a lot of confidence. I don't, I don't have a lot of confidence in that game. But if you look at Minnesota, I got plenty of confidence in them. I mean, Kirk Cousins last week, I'm sure you guys have talked about it. You don't need me to recap what he just did in New Orleans and what that means for his resume. And it was kind of a bunk resume a bit with everyone knocking him because he couldn't make plays and win on Monday night. The Seattle game was not his fault. Like, I love the fact that that Seattle game on Monday night, everyone was jumping quick to the narrative of Kirk Cousins not winning in primetime. That game was not his fault. Like, there are games where he's played poorly. The Packer game's one of them. But the, the, the Seattle game, he was good enough to win. It was everyone around him that let him down for the most part. So this is exactly what you would expect in a playoff team this time of year in this situation. they got an experienced head coach. They can play some defense. They can run the ball. They, they, they showed the ability to win big last week. The one thing I would say that has me gravitating towards San Francisco, and I know the listeners hear this and say, all right, here comes the Niner homer. He's going to make the pick to the Niners. First of all, from Eastern Pennsylvania, the Niners are not my team. Second of all, I think you're in a really bad spot this weekend. I just had a gambler. This is an awful, awful spot for Minnesota. You got six days to get ready for this game. You had to play on the road in New Orleans. You can barely enjoy a minute of that before you got to turn around, fly home, uh, get your treatment. Get your game plan ready. Get back to work. Six days, and then you're back on a plane. You're coming out to San Francisco to play the Niners. The Niners have had two weeks to get ready. They're playing at home. The Vikings are a dome team that played a lot of the dome road games outdoors this year, two and four straight up, two and four against the spread. Meanwhile, you're coming to play on the on the grass in Santa Clara. Just from a, a completely unbiased situational perspective, there's a lot Minnesota has to overcome in this game. There's a lot. The six days thing versus two weeks is very big. And that's why it doesn't surprise me when you see one and two seeds who get by winning big games the following week. Now, that's not to say Minnesota can't get it done, but you got to protect Cousins, number one. you got to protect Cousins in this game. Sorry, Joe's, Joe's phone is, is breaking up a little bit there, and it was, it was hanging on by a thread. Well, let's, Jonathan, check in with him real quick because we'll, we'll get him back on to say goodbye. Um, but, but like all the things he's listing, the things that the Vikings have to overcome, that is a valid list. I mean, and short week versus long week grass, the, the grass thing is something we haven't talked a lot about on this show, but the Vikings against good teams on grass under Mike Zimmer and forever aren't that good. Um, but that doesn't mean that doesn't mean that one time it can't happen for the Vikings tomorrow, but in general, the Vikings have been bad on grass. Let's go back here, Joe. I think we got. The cell phone thing figured out here. Joe, 30 more seconds. 
we we lost you as you were telling us all the things the Vikings have to overcome tomorrow. Yeah, exactly. And I think because of the spot, it, 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 it's very troublesome for me to think Minnesota is going to be able to pull it off because of all that. If you are able to protect Kirk Cousins, the one thing I want to throw at you is this stat. If D. Ford is able to play tomorrow, and he's been out since the New Orleans game, D. Ford and Nick Bosa, when they're on the field together this year, the Niners have 24 sacks in 164 snaps. When one or both of those players is off the field, the team still has 24 sacks, but it takes 801 snaps to get there. Yeah. It shows you the impact of the pass rush with D. Ford versus without D. Ford. Quan Alexander and Jaquaski Tartar back as well. It's going to be tough, but with the way the Vikings have been playing football, I, I don't doubt them for a second in this game. Football. There he is. Joe Fortenbaugh from the game in San Francisco, ESPN's Daily Wager, and uh, we are now less than 24 hours away. We're pumped. Thank you for coming on and bringing the insight and the energy. We really appreciate it, Joe. Anytime. My pleasure, boys. I apologize for the cell phone connection. Won't happen again. Uh, uh, you're fired. You're fired. That's, it for, <laughs> that's it for you. Ruthless Phil Mackey, Joe. Thanks. <laughs> See you, buddy. <laughs> See you, boys. All right. Uh, thanks to Joe for coming. To your on. point, uh, I, I just found this uh, on a quick Google search. After the Vikings lost to Kansas City at that point in time, which was what? November, correct? Mm-hmm. At that point in time, the Vikings were winless in 14 games outdoors on the road versus teams with winning records since 2014. So basically, since Mike started. 0 13 and 1 in those games and lost by an average of 10 points per game. Yeah. It's a thing. Yeah. I mean, it's it is a thing. And. It's it's sort of explainable in part because you practice in a field house for the most part. You also you're like you're you're not practicing on that grass surface on a regular basis, and then you play at home on an artificial surface with no wind, and then you go to those conditions. And if things are off by a tick, you know you're not able to just naturally overcome them. I've played on both guys; never affected me. Just saying, it's good to know. Flag football. Your record's good. Yeah, good to know. What just, position do you play in I'm, flag football? I'm just as fast. On, on grass as I am on turf, guys. Are you like the one guy in flag football where your team is like, can you just block, actually? <laughs> He's the guy who was told by we'll his doctors to stop running, so my guess is... Running for exercise. Is, yes. It's repeated impact, So if you have to John. run from somebody, you're okay? Yes, I can run. I am capable of running. It's, okay. it's just the wear if and tear. Is not very fast at If all Rami knocks off a convenience store, he's allowed to run. <laughs> if he's exercising, no running. I think I win a race on this show. Of everybody in this studio, I think I win a race. I got to say. A no, foot no, race. No, 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 foot no. race, yeah. I on think so. Show? Yes. No. 40 yard There's dash. Some speed burners on this 40 show. 40 yard dash. I don't know how. Right Wait, now. Line it up. Right now. Line it We've up. We've got that long hallway down there. I think we need to do this after the show. Let's time it. So you're saying, you're uh-huh. saying that your doctor has told I'm wearing you. jeans. I can't. I was going to say. So am I. <laughs> My shoes are all wrong. These aren't the right conditions. All right, Jonathan, I'll race you then. Right. These two. I think Mackie, I think Mackie might, I think Mackie might win right now. Well, let me, let me, let me ask. There's this, a though. difference between Jonathan, sprinting. Jonathan, I give you no chance. The only reason but I can't, either, so. I can't fault. run for exercise because it's repeated impact. That has an effect on my knees, but I can sprint 40 yards. I do, you know, I do, uh. Are you in pain then? No, I'm okay. fine. It's repeated impact. I'm envisioning like the end of the end of Major League, where uh, what's his name, the catcher drops down the bunt, and he's running toward first base. 
and Rami's running in slow motion down the hallway. I'm going Jake Taylor. Chariots of Fire. Trips to his knees. Rami and Chariots of Fire. By the way, I challenged my co-host to a race in Milwaukee and lost. I lost. What, Leroy Butler? No. Sparky? Yeah, Steve Sparky Pfeiffer beat me in a race. It's embarrassing. You can go and see the video. But he fell at the end and broke a rib, so really I won. He broke a rib? Which Okay, which one of us three is most likely to fall and break a rib? Judd, I would say Judd. It might be me. Which one? Probably Judd. I'm too old to run. Oh my god! No, don't ask me to run. Six five one six four six eight two five five. Our official predictions on this game coming up mm-hmm. in b- about five to eight minutes or so. Uh, but the question of the hour here, Aaron and St. Paul, what would a Vikings win tomorrow mean to you and mean for the Vikings? Well, um, first of all, I want to say you guys are doing an awesome job. I uh, appreciate you guys coming back on. Thanks, Aaron. What it means for. Um, the coach and the GM, I think, first off, it means an obvious extension. Um, I mean, who else is actually out there coaching-wise, man? Zim is – you guys said it earlier. I mean, we had the Seattle game with the missed field goal. Uh, we had the Philly. The Philly one, I think, is the, the one that really hurts him. But I don't, I don't see us getting rid of him. Um, as far as the team goes, I think there will still be questions to answer next year about how huge would this be for us to get back to an NFC championship game I mean, that would just be massive. But but my last thing, really, and I want to see what you guys really think on this last one, is, is what it would mean for the fans. The, the thing I've been thinking about all week, man, is, you know, the emoji, like the mind-blown emoji, if, if we were to make it back and, and play the Packers to go to the Super Bowl, that, that mind-blown emoji is me all week. Like, I don't know how I can wrap my head around the fact that I have to deal with, you know, friends, family members, my brother-in-law, who's a diehard Packers fan. Yeah. It'd be so much fun, though, man. How much fun would it be to go to Green Bay um, to go to the Super Bowl? I mean, that that just—it's crazy to think about, and it'd be—it would be so much fun. So, I'm excited, man. Aaron, thank you for the phone call. That is what we should all be rooting for. I'm with you completely. We're all Packers and Vikings fans this weekend. Come on, and it's not because I'm—I—I think it would somehow exercise demons from the Vikings past so much as I just think it would be such a. Just a great fun matchup. Oh my god! At Lambeau Field, where Vikings fans would travel, oh, that would be a lot of fun. Let's uh, let's go to Mike in Burnsville. What would a win mean, Mike? It would mean a lot to me because after if they would lose, I don't have to eat two big pizzas and then sit in the fetal position on my couch for three hours. I, mean, I was planning one. on doing that regardless. Wait, you, actually, you, you only eat the pizzas if they lose. Explain. Mike, why? Uh, just to help me get over it. Oh, so you're eating your feelings. So, like, would, I get it. I've been there. Would you be crying, too? But I, I didn't go into the fetal position for two hours after the two years ago because, I mean, they just got crushed. So it's been since 2009 since right. I've done it. Okay. And there, there's one thing I just want all my Vikings fellow fans to remember that a lot of teams have Super Bowl wins and titles, but one team in the NFL – that cannot have a candle held to it is the Vikings when it comes to off and on the field events. And I just put together a few. There's so many more. Take a knee, Millard's, my guns are bigger than yours. Weeping Blondes, Les Steckles, Pecos Ridge, Bonding Trip, and Poopy Diaper Speech. Percy Harvard and Throwing Weights at Childress. Wizenator, Love Boat, Smoot in the Stairwell, Bloody Stuffed Cats, Moss and the Meter Maiden Caterer. Uh, hey, Mike. Just one, one small fix there. Not Smoot, Dwight Smith. Oh, maybe they were both there. No, no, Smoot, Smoot organized the boat tour. Oh, Dwight Smith totally would have been there. Dwight though. Smith was in the stairwell with, with uh, his friend from, I believe, 
Wisconsin. Dwight Smith but was mad that he wasn't there. There's not one team in the NFL that even comes close to And like I said, that's just off the top of my head that's that good. I wrote down. Yeah. I well, hesitate to ask. Actually, Which one? I, yeah, hold on. Uh, Sarah, Mike, thank you for the phone call. No. Which one? Bloody Sarah? bloody stuffed cats? Yeah. Excuse me? Oh, that was the Zim thing. Explain that to yes. Rami. What I love happened? when we get to explain these things. What happens? Okay, so when 2016, they got up to <laughs> five minutes start? Five minutes start? Correct? Zim's crazy, man. And then the buy came. Yeah. And he got, I'm, he supposedly got this idea from Parcells about fat cats. Yeah. So before, before they left for the bye week, he supposedly brought in... Stuff well, like the old animal saying, cats. Cats get fat. Cats yeah. get lazy. Yes, right. and but then, but then there was some perhaps misreporting about the fact that he mutilated said stuffed cats, which after the fact we don't believe to be true, but at the fact at the time sound great, sounded great, and that there was some type of fake blood involved, but we now don't believe that that was true. But he definitely brought in um, stuffed cats at with the. Example that you just said, which is fat cats get slaughtered or or whatever the phrase is. Fat cats get lazy. Okay. Well, whatever it is, it supposedly yeah, fat, had some it's, blood. It's, it's fat pigs that get slaughtered. Yes. And then chopped off. Fat cats are just. And then chopped off heads. And it wasn't good. <laughs> but, but he got, really Dude, he got really mad. He got really mad and did like two press conferences on how the reporting on that was incorrect. Is he Ozzy Osbourne? What are we doing here? <laughs> He's just eating bats. Guys, we're going to go to San Francisco. I mean, he might, have some good, he might have some good points, Rami. I thought you were going to ask about Dwight Smith and the stairwell, which is a whole other story. I'd, I'd like to hear that one, too. Yeah, let's just say that uh, Dwight blocky. Smith uh, enjoyed himself some female company in a blocky stairwell downtown Minneapolis. Yeah, which was... Oh, um, which was much like your airplane bathroom situation. Which was... Not mine. Let's not misrepresent... <laughs> What, what the issue, the issue was the whole thing was caught on a recorder from the security camera that the Minneapolis police then got their hands on. So yeah, I think Dwight Smith waved at it. <laughs> we, we make our official predictions and we we attempt to tell you what's going to happen in this game when we come back here. And like I like I've been telling you all hour, I feel more strongly about the outcome of this game than in any coin flippy type Vikings. Like I'm not talking about Vikings versus crappy Lions teams. Like Vikings tough games. What's going to happen? I'm going to tell you what's going to happen. You guys are going to tell me what's going to happen. The audience can chime in at 651-646-8255. This holiday season, Peloton's got a gift for you. Get up to $200 off accessories with the purchase of a Peloton bike, Bike Plus, or Tread. And take your workout to the next level with accessories like non-slip grip dumbbells, a heart rate monitor, cycling shoes, and more. Peloton, motivation that moves you. This limited time offer ends December 25th. Visit OnePeloton.com to learn more. All access membership separate. Offer ends December 25th. Cannot be combined with other offers. See additional terms at OnePeloton.com. This view was worth a hike. Right? And it's a good way to stay on top of my health. Yes, I'm Cologuard, a prescription colon cancer screening option for people 45 plus at average risk. Have you screened for colon cancer? Not yet. Don't wait. It's more treatable when caught in early stages. Tell me more. Cologuard is non-invasive and it's used at home. It detects altered DNA in your stool to find 92% of colon cancers. 92%? Yep, even those in early stages. This was seen in a clinical study with patients 50 and older. Any positive results should be followed by a diagnostic colonoscopy. False positive and negative results may occur. 
Cologuard is not a replacement for colonoscopy in high-risk patients. Do not use if you have had adenomas, have inflammatory bowel disease and certain hereditary syndromes, or a personal or family history of colon cancer. Most insured patients pay $0. Ask your provider or an online prescriber if Cologuard is right for you. Or visit Cologuard.com. I'm in.